Hello, people of Earth. I am Miss Darby with today's episode of Babes of Valhalla, introducing a segment I'm calling Customer Appreciation. This segment will feature interviews and discussions with those that worship the patron saint of Stripperdom and kneel often at her altar, i.e. the stage. Today's juicy tidbit and first interview is with a customer we are calling Jake. I've known Jake for about four years and we've spent who knows how many hours in the VIP. Weirdly, after so much time, he's become one of those rare customers that I've allowed a sneak peek into my daylight world. He's kindly agreed to be on this podcast and let me put him on the spot. Welcome to the Babes of Valhalla. Content may not be suitable if you are underaged, closed-minded, or immature. We discuss topics that are graphic and sexual in nature. Before we start, I'd like to note that in the interview, we briefly talk about Jenea Skye, the dancer who earlier this year fell from a 15-foot pole in Texas. I could not for the life of me remember her name during the conversation, but you can find her on Instagram at Jenea underscore Skye. That's G-E-N-E-A underscore S-K-Y. We also mentioned Jacqueline Francis, who you may already know, and can find on Instagram at Jack the Stripper. That's Jack, J-A-C-Q, the stripper. If you haven't already, please subscribe. It really helps. Follow us on Instagram at Babes of Valhalla. And of course, we would love to hear from you. If you have thoughts about this or any episode, questions, comments, a story, or just want to say hi, DM us on the gram or email us at babesofvalhalla at gmail.com. This is so fucking weird. Why is it weird? It's not that weird. Never been, well, Never, ever, ever, ever? What, been interviewed? Yeah, this will be good for when you're famous. For when I'm famous for what? Who knows? So, Jake, we have known each other for almost four years, and I have been giving you dances for just about that amount of time, and you are one of the rare chameleon customer people who is like come into some weird gray area of like where we're also friends to the point where I can sit in your living room and interview you for a podcast. So thank you. So I guess I wanted to start the interview with um, like why you started going to strip clubs. So I go to strip clubs because like everybody likes to go. So you start, you know, you're like fucking in your 20s and it's fun. You go with your buddies and Gonna throw some fucking singles around and have a good time. Bachelor parties, whatever. So has that changed as you've gotten older? No. Okay, <laughs> the same thing. No, yeah, you still go. It's just a good time. It's okay. an excuse to just go out and fucking stare at some titties. All right. And uh, what kind of clubs do you find yourself liking? Like, what's like the vibe or the feeling of a club that you prefer? I guess it's nice to go to like different club, different time. It's nice if you're just going out, like meeting up with some buddies, whatever, after work, or just going out for the night. Smaller place is nice. It's not over the top. Um, I do like uh, every year we go up the mountains, and there's a huge place that we go to. So that's really fun because it's just a crazy fucking place. Um, so, like, that's nice because there's usually, like, 15 or 20 of us. So, like, that's a good time to be different. But it's nice to just go, if you're just going out, during the week, whatever, 
to be able to like sit down at the bar and just have a drink and it's just kind of a it's more or less just going to the bar but there just happens to be somebody naked behind the bar what do you like about the club that we met at um that's kind of the place like it's a nice place to just i mean you can kind of just sit at the bar and it's not it's not so much an event as it is just kind of going out well that place is kind of unique because it does feel like your neighborhood bar but there like you said there's also dancers yeah it's just more of a it's like quirky quirky is a nice word (laughs) for (laughs) for that place a couple coats of paint and a mop (laughs) oh okay so when I first met you you were in a long term relationship we were doing dances and all that stuff so we get asked that question a lot as dancers from usually women will ask us well don't you feel guilty about dancing or you know kind of like doing something pseudo intimate with men that are like in relationships or are married and i guess from your perspective as a customer how do you approach that in when you view like relationships with women in like quote unquote real life versus like going and getting dances at a club i mean that's kind of the whole thing with there, you have real life, and then you go there, and it's like pretend life. It's like not the real world. Like you go, and you can pre- like not pretend, but like it's nice to like you can step away from regular everyday things. Like nobody's going in there and gonna be like, I'm gonna meet my wife here tonight. So like when you're in a long term relationship, you kind of get to step away, and it's like if you go out and you go to a, like you go out and go to bars and stuff like that. Not that it's ever been in my in my mind, but like in the back, like in the way back, there's a chance that like you could go out to a bar and meet somebody and like they leave with you. And like that's not what I was ever looking for. When you go there, it's nice that you can like, you can talk to somebody and it's fun and like, oh, like this is really cool. But like at the end of the day, you're going to walk out of there by yourself and you can't really, there's no risk involved in going there. We're guys, and, like, that's all we think about is sex all the time. So when you're in a relationship forever, like, it's kind of nice that you feel like I could still be interesting or this or that. Even though there's no desire to really change that, it's just more like a feel like a man, whatever you want to say. Like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's just for fun. Like, you can go and flirt and be flirted with, and then, like, but then there's no, you're not actually, like, stepping outside of. Yeah, I mean, you can't, like, you're not really going to get in trouble, and, because, yeah, it's it's nice, like, maybe you had a rough week, or you're, not that any, like, I'm sure everybody who's been in a long-term relationship experiences the, like, you're kind of maybe in a rut or whatever, but you go there, and, again, in this pretend world that you live in, like, you have somebody who's just, like, flirting with you and you're like make you feel like you're the fucking coolest dude in the world when again we understand like everybody's trying to make money so like let's be real but it's it's just a nice thing sometimes to just step away makes sense did you feel like um going to strip clubs or getting dances was something you had to confess to your partner i never i never had to hide it so because she was okay with it yeah yeah. So, like, there's no reason, like, what'd you do last night or what are you doing tonight? Like, it's an easy question for me to answer because there's nothing to hide because, again, it's not, 
like if I was going to a, a brothel, I would probably have to lie about that. But like it's just there's nothing to do, and a lot of times it's you know you go out and you like you do that, and if you have a partner who is cool about that too, like you go out and you get all wrapped up, and then you come home and you got somebody who's at home too, so that's <laughs> you know get it all out. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. How do you feel or do you feel any type of way about the, the money that you've spent in the club, um, like, with dancers? And I bring this up because you've always been, like, generous with not just me, but, like, other girls there. And you've always been, like, a good tipper to the bartender and everything and a good participant. So do you feel, like, any type of way, I guess, like, about that? Yeah, like, the money for me, it's just, it's just money. It comes, it goes. I'm like that with everything in my life, like... You go to a regular bar, you go get breakfast. Anybody who works for tips, I, I've always been more than generous. I've had a million jobs, and I've worked in a lot of situations where I don't know if people don't understand or they're just assholes that, you know, a gallon of gas right now costs $4. You go to breakfast, and you have a $20 tip or a $20 tab, and you leave somebody $2. They couldn't even get to fucking work with that 2 bucks. If I'm doing something, I'm doing it. So why be cheap? Why be stingy? If you don't have enough money, don't do it. Mm-hmm. So I, to me, the, the money that I've spent or I don't think about it. I just like to have fun and everybody else has fun when you're not being a cheap fuck. <laughs> that is true. Um, all right. So what do you like about lap dances or what type of lap dances do you like? I actually was never really like a big dance guy. I don't really get it. I mean, sometimes it's it's nice. Like, I don't need, like, it's weird to say. I mean, maybe some people can, like, I don't know, get a lot out of it. I've never regretted having a beautiful naked woman dancing on top of me before. But it's more just like a, it's nice to be close to somebody, and it's fun. I, I mean, it, for me, I could take it or leave it, really. Um but, you know, sometimes it's nice to spend some extra time with somebody or whatever. Mm-hmm. What is your worst pet peeve at strip clubs? So I guess, going back to the money thing, I have no problem spending money at a strip club. That's what you're there to do. I mean, you can't go for free. But if you're out of place and it's slow or just because you don't have clothes on doesn't mean that I have any sort of, like, feeling towards that or, like, are attracted. I mean, if you, like, you go up, you do a dance, worthwhile for a tip, no problem. But if you come over 27 times and just trying to keep bothering me just for money, just because you think I'm just going to give you money, I'm not really into that. Like, there are certain things. You talk to somebody, you have a decent conversation, you want to drink, whatever. That's, like, a totally different story, but... Just being bothered repeatedly is a little obnoxious for me that, like, yeah, you know, it's, that starts to bother me. Yeah, like feeling like you're being treated like a ATM. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. I get that. Um, okay, so then going into outside of the club, um... How do you feel, I mean, we kind of have talked before about the politics of sex workers 
but how do you feel about sex worker rights? Like when someone says like sex worker rights to you, like what comes to mind? So, I mean, I, I have a very limited knowledge as far as it goes. Um, but from what I like understand, it's kind of like a, has been pushed under the rug for a long time that everybody sees it like taboo or, I mean, I feel like when people hear sex worker rights, all they think of is just like hookers and, but it, it's so much more than that. And to me, it seems like I have a lot of rights as a worker, one, because I don't have to take my clothes off and also because I work for a union and other things that it needs to be addressed because there's so many things that it's hard to make a living doing that when you have to hide everything. Oh, you're getting paid cash for everything. It's, I can't imagine having to deal with all that bullshit because it's a pain in the ass. I mean, if you get hurt, you need to take time off. There's nothing to help you out that it's a huge part of a lot of people do it. So I don't know why it's still so hidden or why it's not being talked about more. Yeah, there was actually a girl in Texas who fell, like, I, I want to say it was, like, an incredible amount of feet. I mean, you probably saw the video. It went I viral. Saw that video, yeah. Yeah, and she was, like, being harassed online because she was raising money for her jaw surgery. And it's not like she has health insurance. Like, most of us don't have health insurance. Or we don't have good health insurance. Um, and we don't get workers' comp. And uh, people were commenting on her posts about – because she raised, like, I, I want to say she raised – like 20000 or something, like an incredible amount of money. And a lot of it was from like other sex workers who were donating to her because the community online is like, I mean, I feel like there's been multiple things like this that have happened that girls have donated to, other sex workers have donated to. But people were kind of like coming at her like, oh, when I get hurt at work, you know, I don't have people paying my medical bills and she's getting paid for this and this and this and making all this money on this video and whatever. And it's, uh, do you feel... Like, how do you feel about that? Like, workers, like, sex workers, like, crowdfunding, essentially, for, like, asking for money for stuff like that? Number one, anybody who's bitching about that, jump off the fucking 24 ladder <laughs> and tell me how you feel after that, first of all. And then not get paid for it. It's not like, I mean, before I had the job that I had now, <clears throat> if you don't go to work, you don't get paid. Everybody wants to view all those things as like, oh, well, she's just getting extra money, like... People are just paying for her. So if you take a step back and say, all right, number one, you got hurt. Now you have to pay for these medical bills that you're not getting paid for. Now you can't go to work, so you're not getting paid again. Even when you can go back, you're getting paid to be pretty and look nice. It's kind of hard to get tips with a jaw that's wired shut. So everybody else can fucking beat it. Yeah. You don't have to donate. But that's those are the facts of how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people think that being a stripper is easy. And, um, I mean, probably because in part of, like, the club that we met at that um, you frequent, we see a lot of girls that come in and out of there where, like, stripping is not easy for them. And uh, not because they can't do it, but because their life is not easy. They don't just walk in and, like, make oodles of money, and then they go home to their huge house and everything is like perfect it's like we see a lot of I mean it's like this is I mean everywhere but it's, I think working in smaller clubs in suburban smaller clubs you kind of see that more where it's like there's people that are really struggling and 
we talk a lot about and see a lot like online and Instagram and videos and movies. Oh, I, you know, was working Super Bowl. I made $5,000 while I was working this weekend. I made all this money, but there's a lot of girls who walk out of strip clubs every night who make minimum wage because they're not making that kind of money. And I've definitely worked nights where like just this last Friday, I made like a hundred dollars and it's like offensive, but it happens. Not every night is a good night, but there are girls who really struggle for a variety of reasons. And I think that people assume that we're just making all this money just existing. And sometimes we do make a lot of money existing, but there's a lot of other things that kind of go into that that people are not aware of, or they don't care about because they just think, oh, well, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't think any, like, anybody who thinks, like, all you do is walk in the door, take your clothes off, and people just throw money at you. I mean, obviously, there's a certain aspect of that, but, like, you have to have some sort of personality, or I feel like it sounds much easier than it really is to do that on a daily basis, and I'm sure, like, you enjoy it to a certain Mm -hmm. point, but... It's not everybody's dream or, and you can only do it for a certain amount of time. So it's nice to be able to like, I mean, you make the money and, you know, that's all good and well, but yeah, it's not a, you're not getting a pension when you leave. It's true. Um, okay. So are you understanding or like, do you, have you heard, I guess, when people are talking about decriminalization and legalization? Um, like, do you have an opinion on either of those things as far as, like, the future of sex work? Like, if you were to vote? I don't follow too much of that, so I really don't know about any kind of what's trying to be passed or what's trying to get through. Um, do you feel like you just don't see it, like, as a... I mean, because I know that we've talked about stuff, but, like... And I know that you follow, like, Jack the Stripper on, like, Lion and stuff, but, like, do you feel, like, outside of, like sex worker platforms or people, sex worker activists, like, do you feel like you hear about those things? Not so much. I mean, everybody, like, all you really hear about that, like, from what little news or things that I actually see are preventing, like, sex trafficking to make, making things more legal to try to push that away, which I'm on both sides of the fence on that. The whole legalizing marijuana thing had a really huge effect that I don't think people necessarily understand either. So pre it being legal, a lot of things were coming up through Mexico and through that way that once it became legal here and recreationally legal, that's where we saw the huge explosion of fentanyl and methamphetamines that came through because we're losing money here, so we need to make it, well, you do this instead. So everything has its recourse where, again, maybe I really don't know enough about it to have any saying on that. To me, I think it's ridiculous that it's there's so much illegal things that happen where if you want to pay for it, be my guest. I hope, hopefully that never has to happen for me. Um, but... It is what it is. We are. So. Okay. Do you have any advice for other customers out there? They either have not or do frequent strip clubs. Like, do you have things that you're like, hey, if you're going to go to a strip club, like, remember these things. Or this is the way you should approach it. Or don't do this. Do do this. Not a ton of things. I mean, I feel like 
Like, don't be a fucking asshole. That's a pretty easy one. If you want to go get a bunch of dances, take a fucking shower. It's just common courtesy for everybody. Don't be cheap. That shit bugs me in anything. Doesn't matter what you're talking about. If you're going to go to a place where you need to spend money, spend the fucking money or don't go. That just bothers me on a personal level as far as strip clubs or vacation or going out to dinner. Doesn't matter. Don't be fucking cheap. Common courtesy, I feel like, is lost for a lot of people, which I don't really understand. You go into a strip club, it's still people there, so... I don't know why it's so hard for some people to not just, like, see somebody walking by and slap some girl's ass. That's just not, like, a cool thing to do. You wouldn't do that at the supermarket, so... Why are you doing that here? Yeah. I think it's a hard concept for some people to understand that you can objectify and sexualize somebody without reducing them to being, like, a piece of meat. Where it's, like, you can enjoy their presence and their body and, like, their whatever without, like, being disrespectful. Yeah, I mean, and also, if you go to a strip club, you can figure out somebody's consent level pretty quick. It's easy as a fucking question. So, like, is this cool? Is that cool? You want to get dances? Whatever. You just have to, like, not be a dick and just have a conversation in two seconds. And then everybody can have fun and enjoy themselves. Thank you for joining me today on our first episode of Customer Appreciation. We are currently working on a special Daddy's Day episode. However, we aren't talking fatherly figures. We're talking sugar daddies. For Father's Day, the Babes of Valhalla would like to thank those sugar daddies of the world. Email us your Dear Sugar Daddy letter or email us a voice recording letting us know how you met, how we show us his admiration, and what you are most thankful for in your sugar daddy-sugar baby relationship. Dear Sugar Daddy will be released the Tuesday after Father's Day, so make sure to send us your Dear Sugar Daddy letters soon. Babes of Valhalla is written and produced by the Babes of Valhalla, otherwise known as your illustrious lieges, Darby and Charlie. Music provided by the musical genius, Gemini Genesis.